there! Welcome to Ag Trends by AgVend, a podcast where we dig into a new era in ag retail and explore the strategies being used by pioneers in the ag industry. Welcome everyone to another episode of Ag Trends, a podcast where we're chatting all things ag retail and kind of this new era that we're seeing. Today we have a very special guest with us. We have one of our growers that we ask a lot of advice from, chat with, bounce ideas off of. Uh, Lance Peterson, located in East Central Minnesota, and Lance is a third generation grower. So Lance, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. How's everything over in Minnesota? Um, I would say everything is peachy. Things are uh, looking good for our crop year so far this year, um, winding down on our, our summer and getting uh, a little bit more prepared for fall. Yeah, so Lance, give everybody listening a little overview of what your growing operation looks like and who you're on the farm with. Uh, so. Lance Peterson here from Minnesota, uh, work on the family farm with my, my parents, my wife, um, have four kids, Maddie, Rylan, Eli, Everly, better give them a shout out. Um, <laughs> but on, on, uh, the farm here, we do, uh, a little over 800 acres, corn and soybeans, just row crop farmers. Um, one thing that maybe sets us a, a little bit apart is, uh, work with strip till no-till conservation farming uh, methods in our area here. Um, not very common, but getting to be a little more commonplace and been a kind of a, a cool way to uh, grow a crop over the past probably decade now. Yeah, so you guys started strip tilling about 10 years ago? Yeah, yeah, worked into uh, uh, would have been about 2011, uh, started with, with our, our uh, farm here. I uh, had a few little changes along the way, been kind of a neat way to learn through the challenges, adapt, and uh, be able to work with a, a network of growers that give advice, share what's working for them, what's not, um, and, and been a nice way to, to learn along the way. Yeah, and you start, you know, we're starting to see a lot of those kind of environmentally friendly practices um, for growers start to take off. I don't know if you saw today, but FBN actually announced that they're um, backing a new company that is all about sustainable farming and really trying to help increase some of the the yield dollars uh, for those crops that are being sustainably produced and have a lower carbon footprint than some of the more traditionally produced crops out there. Interesting. No, it's been uh, it's been kind of cool to see over the past probably two or three years now. Um, more of this shift and focus on, on maybe rewarding that the conservation practices, things that are obviously easier or, or environmentally sound um, for for a lot of the acres that we see produced. Um, I think that that's been a big focus for us on the farm is being able to be responsible with what we have for the environment, land, water, uh, and and be able to uh, still be growing a crop profitably doing so. Yeah, you know, I always say growers and farmers are stewards of the land and we do a lot of things that maybe the general public doesn't necessarily hear about or know about. So the more that we can talk about kind of how we're sustainably working that ground and what we're doing to change the practices, I think is fantastic. So excited to kind of hear more about that journey and uh, how everything starts to change here in the next few years is 
environmental regulations continue to get stricter or change across the board? Yes, yeah, it, it's it's not going to get any easier from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I think that's where it's it's important for us to uh, kind of be aware of it now, be willing to share with with uh, the general public of of the good that we're doing, and um, try to be a, a a pro in the eyes of everyone for uh, for for what we do towards environmental impact. Yeah, absolutely. So that's one innovation that you guys have started doing as um, producers. A question that I ask everybody to kick it off, and I'm that we've had a theme the last couple, so I'm interested to see if yours is on this same theme. But what's an innovation in ag that you did not think was going to take off, but really has and has surprised you in the last few years? Well, I, yeah, I, I got the question here. I'd be able to kind of think a little bit on it uh, past couple of days. Um, the the one that would be kind of easy easy way out would be the interest and use of social media tied to agriculture. Um, that that wasn't something that really crossed my mind here, you know, even five six years ago. Of, of the popular that we see that's that's definitely an easy out you know each industry is being able to use social media um, but probably the, the the big one that that is uh, more apparent to me has probably been high-speed planters um, okay. you know even as much as that uh, was was uh, promoted here over the past five years now um, I didn't think I would see that many acres switch that way um, you know you're able to do probably double double the acres per day per planter um, on half the labor. You know, you don't have to buy a second tractor, second planter um, and, and have such phenomenal seed spacing, quality, singulation at eight to 10 miles per hour. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, uh, not, not going to say it's like landing on the moon, but um, it's, it's quite a, quite a great mix between mechanical and and technological innovation to be able to make that happen. Um, it gives you measurable results by the end of the day of, of what acres you got done. Um, but it also kind of leads towards a little more of a challenge if you're working with, you know, either a retailer or custom applicator to make sure the pre-plant operations are done ahead of time. You know, now you're trying to keep up with hundreds of acres per day of, of a planter chasing you. Um, yes, that's going to require a whole nother set of systems and challenges um, to, to make that happen. And you better have some pretty organized, clear communication uh, that, that makes it work um, before something leads to arguments. <laughs> uh, never that, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Springtime is just, um, it's all sunshine and rainbows and yeah. unicorns. You know, it's, nobody, nobody's upset at that time. Everyone's running on plenty of sleep, right? Um, so it's, I can see that's, it, it's been a, a noticeable kind of a pinch point bottleneck um, for, for some operations here um, in the springtime as, as they increase their acres per day planting, they kind of needed to take that next step before the planter rolls of, of what they do as well. Yeah, I, so I actually used to work at John Deere and worked in their intelligent solutions group and it's really incredible what the machines and the implements can track and what they can do now and how much data really can be kind of spewed out for growers and for precision specialists and their retailers to kind of keep a really 
tight look or tight eye on what's happening um, in the fields, how everything is performing, how the machine is actually performing, and what that output then means in terms of, like you said, the seed accuracy when it's placed um, and being able to cover a lot more acres in a day because, you know, there's only 24 hours in a day. Growers are constantly battling things out of their control, like weather, um, you know, got to get everything in before it gets too wet. Or if you have a window where it's finally dry for the first time in a few days or a few weeks, even you've got to get in there and you've got to get as much done as you can. So I think your point on making sure that the partners that you as growers work with are organized and have some really tight plans in place and clear communication is really important. Um, you know, machinists, uh, machine companies are doing everything they can to save growers time and to cover more acres quickly. And so how can ag retailers and your support team from that side of things meet that same goal and that same need of giving you guys everything you need to have that clear plan, clear communication, and also respect the time that you have and the time that um, maybe you don't have when it comes to those busy times of year, like planting and harvest particularly. Exactly. No, I mean, it's, it's becoming more apparent um, each year where, where you mentioned there, tighter planting windows, um, even tighter field work, prep work, um, that, that there's a, a big reward if you can have things planned out ahead of time um, or be able to have uh, great uh, in-time communication to make things happen if, if things aren't, you know, finalized. Um, that, that's been something that's been pretty apparent, especially for us uh, last season, 20, 2019. Um, you know, we kind of thought that was going to be the year to forget, but here we are at 2020. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's something that, that was very noticeable, uh, for, for farmers that if, if they're able to have things all ready to roll, go out there within four days and have a, have a crop planted in, in a decent manner, uh, that, that, that's a big difference maker versus not having a seed in the ground. Yeah. And so when we think about those times of year that are incredibly busy for you guys and where you know, that communication, that relationship is really critical. What are some of the biggest pain points for you as growers today? And what are things that you wish were happening or things that, you know, maybe are starting to happen in the industry between you and your retailers um, that may start to ease some of those pain points? Yeah, it's uh, definitely something on my mind as a grower that uh, these, these pain points that we see in in our kind of day-to-day -day, i guess the number one from from me would be my free time i guess i call that my free time schedule uh doesn't always line up with the same business hours that a retailer or salesperson probably has mm -hmm. that uh you know between my farm and family hours um i'm, I'm focusing on that more so than conversations that I maybe have with with input suppliers and I spend a lot more time, uh, I guess it'd be kind of after dark screen time of doing my paperwork, uh, you know, research, uh, things like that, that allow me to have things planned for the next day um, or for that week. But that, that's been a, a noticeable one of kind of that um, non 
overlapping same time that that works for both me as well as uh, someone in, in egg sales. Yeah. So today, knowing that you know when you're at your work hours, you know you're in the tractor, you're running 10, 12 hour days, depending on the time of season, and you need additional product or you need to ask your sales agronomist questions or you need to look something up. What are you doing today? And what are some ways that, you know, retailers are starting to change and maybe make that a little bit easier for you? Because, you know, I'm sure those sales agronomists who have sometimes 20, sometimes 60 growers also don't want to be getting texts at, you know, 10, 11, 12 at night, or likewise three, four, five in the morning. Um, that make sure that they're taking care of all of their growers too. Yes, exactly. I, I mean, the uh, you know, kind of the the standard operating procedure is everyone has the uh, mobile phone in their pocket that that they go to call or text uh, their, their sales agronomist who they're working with for supplies. Um, but sometimes you can lose some information along the way. Things get messed up on both ends. And, and you kind of lack that uh, clear communication or a, a digital copy, digital paper trail of what's going on. Um, you know, that, that's where I can start to see a, a more professional use through, through apps now where grower retailers or grower retailer communications are, you know, a, a very professional manner. Everything is laid out, quantity, price, product. Um, time frames it's it's all there that we don't have to have um you know that that point where somebody points a finger at the other one and says oh no this was on you or this was on me no it's it's right there it's it's a professional way of doing business um and, and that's what i'm looking forward to seeing uh more growth as we go forward uh versus you know a, a call or text um you know, kind of bring it into the 21st century of, of doing business on the farm. Yeah. And it gives you the opportunity to kind of keep easy records year over year too. You know, if, if everything's done at least digitally, maybe not in a portal or an app yet, but if it's at least done digitally, you can more easily see what were the products that you were quoted last year? What prices were you provided? What was the recommended use rate for that product from your sales agronomist? And you can keep an easier electronic record of a lot of those things. Not only you can, but your sales agronomist can too. You know, some folks are lucky and they've worked with the same sales agronomist for years. Some folks get different sales agronomists every couple of years. Some folks work with a few different retailers. So, you know, there's a lot of different scenarios out there where I think to your point, having that digital repository or record keeping system can eliminate some of those tense conversations or some of those instances where one thing was heard, but another thing was actually done. And I think that just continues to strengthen the relationships that growers have with their retailers. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, that, that, um, kind of seriousness of, of taking that next step of having access between the grower and, and retailer or, or salesperson, um, that they're all able to kind of look on the same page and, and understand what the, what they're after for, for that season. Um, as well as being able to go back, be able to search, you know, I'm, I'm pretty guilty that I'd hardly delete an email ever. 
but it's sure nice to go in and search for things when I need it. Um, and, and that's kind of the, the cool thing now that I see going forward is that we're able to go in, look for product pricing, like you say, of, of something maybe we, we bought in the past or, or when we bought it of a time frame. Um, instead of digging out the uh, cardboard box of tax records from previous years and, and uh, shuffling through all the papers, you know, spending about half the day doing that, and you get lost searching for something else. Um, so I, I really am looking forward to this ability uh, going forward that, that we have it. Um, you know, we're kind of even wherever we want. You know, today, this morning, I'm, I'm in the farm office. A couple of days from now, I, I might not be. I might be on the road somewhere. I might be, you know, I might be at home with, with some kids trying to get me to do something. <laughs> but I think, um, you know, that that ability to go um, from from one area to the other without being tied down to, to, to papers um, is becoming an important step that we're all able to see the same thing, share the same thing, both within the farm as well as as with the retailer. And, and that's getting to be a, an important step for us of, of keeping good communication. Yeah, I think about my dad. So my dad's a first generation uh, grower and we're, I grew up in upstate New York, but my dad, bless him, keeps everything in spiral bound notebooks, what he purchased, what the retailer quoted him for it, you know, what, what he actually paid, the quantity, how much he used. So he has these like shelves of spiral bound notebooks since he's been farming since 1984. So, you know, that's not a short amount of time to keep all of these paper records. And I just think how much easier um, his life and honestly, my mom's life, who does some of his bookkeeping and, um, you know, organizing some of the purchases, how much easier their lives would be if they could keep this digitally rather than, um, you know, a couple of bookcases dedicated. To <laughs> oh, no, it'd be nice to clean out his office a little bit, honestly. <laughs> right, right. No, I, you know, as I grew up here um, on the farm, my, my mom and dad did obviously a lot of the, the record keeping and book work. Uh, you know, tax time was a very tense time of going through searching for things. Um, but, but a big thing that I noticed as, as a kid, we had, we definitely had bookcases and uh, file cabinets was a big thing on the farm to make sure uh, that that was something where now I see of, of my generation on the farm, it's all right, well, how much cloud space can I have? You know, yeah. it, it's not it's not um, pulling out drawers and, and vanilla file folders and labels. Um, it's it's digital, you know, and, and it kind of drives my dad a little bit nuts that that I, I might not push so hard for the paper copy. But he he's definitely coming around to it. He's, he's uh, very well versed in using his iPad, his iPhone. And now he's, he's got his laptop, too. But um, you know, it's. It takes a little bit of time for the change to, to set in, but man, once it's there and, and it goes easy and smooth, um, you know, this isn't very age dependent on being able to work for, for farmers. And, and that's been the, the cool thing to see. Yeah. And kind of to your point, how your dad is a little resistant to the digital copy of things. Though the nice thing is you can always print it out, right? If it's there digitally, you can always print it out um, and have that paper copy if that's something you need for your records or somebody wants to mark up the page or anything like that. But it just gives you the choice, which is really nice and kind of allows a little more flexibility in that record keeping. Yes. Yeah. You 
you get to choose if you're gonna, you know, throw it on your uh, Adobe Reader and and look at a PDF, or you go hit the print button and grab your ink pen and and uh, be able to do it the old-fashioned way as well. Yep. So it sounds like two of your pain points so far are, you know, the scheduling component. When you're available, it's usually in the evenings or early mornings, and your sales agronomist may not be available then. And also, you know, the digital record keeping and having that information easily accessible in a way that works for you. So what other pain points would you say that you and other growers alike have today, particularly in that dynamic too of, you know, a lot of farms are starting to change over in terms of um, who's managing the day-to-day -day operations. Maybe dad, grandpa, um, uncle, aunt isn't doing everything day-to-day. -day. It's now going to sons, daughters, nieces, nephews. Yeah, I mean, as we um, kind of have a this, this transition point within egg um, on the farm level that we have some generations maybe tapering off their duties, some some coming in, but at the same time, everyone still needs to be in the loop of what's going on. Um, and and one thing that we, you know, the standard around here is maybe uh, paperwork, billing, things like that is is sent to um, the farm address. There's one single paper copy of it. It's maybe sits on the counter that everyone's supposed to read through, either sign off on, verify, whatever. Um, but between schedules and, and how that works for everyone, it's not always as easy. Um, and, and that's where it's getting to be nice that maybe there's a couple of retailers now have, have been able to kind of work through at a minimum of, of maybe emailing a statement um, or, or billing that we're all able to have a copy of it. Um, so it, it's getting easier, you know, where, where we're all able to view the same thing um, on the farm and, and be able to kind of get that worthwhile information um, with ease and via online internet. Um, but it's, it's not quite full commonplace yet. And that's kind of where it's going to be a nice way of, of having it set up uh, going forward where, where everyone on the farm level is able to access that without um, without too many hurdles of of getting through that. Yeah, so at least you're getting emailed. So, you know, because think about when something arrives in the mail, you may not be at the farm office for a few days, like you said, or somebody else may not be. So to get everyone to sign off on that, now it could take a week and then the check gets cut or you call into the retailer to pay over the phone. But it takes you guys a while to get those invoices verified, checked, and paid. And it also takes the retailer a little while to get the payment in their hands um, from each grower. So email is a great step one, but you still can't pay it online. Is that something that you think a lot of growers are looking for the ability to do, to pay invoices online, similar to how you may have auto pay or other bills that you can pay online in your day-to-day -day life? Yeah, I mean, exactly is kind of where, where my train of thought is and, and others, you know, going forward that if you kind of want to call it our uh, our consumer side of our life, we're obviously farmers here, but um, uh, the day-to-day, the -day, um, you know, be between online purchasing or auto pay or mobile banking um, is, is obviously a big thing versus going to do things in person um, and, and fit things in for their time. That's 
that's becoming a, a probably a rising star on the list of things that that uh, farms are looking for is where can they make that easier you know on, on the flip side of it a lot of a lot of green payments now are, are direct deposit versus getting a, a check um, so I can see where where this uh, better incorporation of technology for for daily life is is finding these areas where it can make the rest of your day easier or free up some time um, and, and I think that's an important step that allows the farmer retailer to kind of have this relationship where you're like, Hey, you, you're looking out for me. You're looking at making things easier for me. I value that. Um, and, and that's something that will be able to kind of keep growers uh, coming back for more when you have a, a better system that shows where you can have it uh, kind of, easing in uh, some of the more difficult parts for, for their operation. Um, you know, that's been a, a part that I've been looking at each year. Yeah, and it kind of makes me think of two things. First, the value piece that you mentioned. So, you know, I think what growers value from their retailers or look at as value-added services might be evolving or changing from what it was 10 years ago. You know, 10 years ago, maybe that value was your sales agronomist dropping by your farm and walking the fields 10 times a season or, you know, doing a variety of different things. But it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but today maybe some of that value added service that your retailer can provide is by meeting you where and when you need to do business and by giving you access to information quickly and in a digital fashion so you can review it again, kind of when and where you want to do business and when and where it's convenient for you. Agreed. I've, it's, it's been a big thing that I've noticed here, um, both on our farm, as well as with a, a network of growers that I work with locally and regionally, that uh, the value added service that maybe we've been used to from both, um, you know, custom application or use of a, a fertilizer spreader or applicator, um, being able to get some scouting service, uh, you know, those things are moving down the list. And and I guess you would kind of call it a, a digital convenience is rising to the top that that it isn't um, it isn't the the 1980s of farming anymore you know we're a little further ahead now that that we can do some of these things different and and it's been cool to see some retailers being able to kind of step up with the the self-sufficient grower um and offer still offer value um when when maybe a farmer is saying hey i can handle that myself or i can i can do you know i can figure out a rate myself um but they still need to understand, all right, well, what's in that and, and how, how should that be blended or mixed? Um, so it's, it's cool to see how it changes. And yes, it's, it's, uh, that convenience factor is, is definitely more important today than probably even 10 years ago uh, for, for us. And still keeping that sales agronomist relationship kind of at the forefront, right? It's still very important to have that that relationship with your retailer and I don't think that will ever change in agriculture and 
it sounds like, you know, that convenience of a digital tool or having that kind of option almost enhances and kind of aids that relationship a little bit because it gives you some of that value add, gives you that convenience factor, but also lets you know that you still have the opportunity to call or email or drop into the retail location and you're still going to get the exact same information and uh, maybe a little bit more insights from that sales agronomist because you have the tools in both realms. Yeah, exactly. You're you're not going to be getting rid of the uh, you know between the agronomic support um, or or the the local sales um, person. They're they're still there. They're they're still going to be able to facilitate between either your order or, or ensuring the the product that you're going to be uh, working with. Um, you know, maybe on the digital side, we're able to get kind of a bird's eye view. Um, kind of that 24 seven without bugging them. Um, but when, when things happen, things need to get done. They're still there. Um, you know, maybe we'll see a little, a little less miles on, on the white pickup trucks out in farm country, but, um, you know, they're still there. It's, it's not like you're on your own because you're still going to need some information, um, advice, um, troubleshooting throughout the growing season. And, and as long as that they're available to you, like you say, kind of meet you when and how you need them to, um, that's what kind of keeps them uh, relevant in, in the way that we farm nowadays. And, and I think that's something that's going to be able to kind of help them maybe change a little bit of the way that they have been doing business. But I, I think they're a little excited for it too, moving forward of, of a change of pace. Yeah. You know, why is it that sales agronomists always drive white pickup trucks? That seems to be a theme across the United States. It's always a white pickup truck. They, they must get a, a good volume discount. You know, we're getting <laughs> into seed season here. Volume discount is probably what it is. Yeah, that's right. You know, and you talked a little bit about the convenience of getting information. And as you get into like seasons like seed, you know, how are you getting a lot of that information today? And how would you as a grower like to see kind of getting that information change in the future? Especially today, you know, as we may not be able to have as many in-person meetings or um, kind of field days as we're looking at just what's going on in the world. Yeah, I mean, you know, 2020 has been kind of uh, the, uh, the, the great experiment of virtual meetings of all sorts. <laughs> Um, and I think that's, I'm noticing that play out here as we get late summer, early fall of, of either field days, plot days that, that they're trying to do something and, and give farmers some access to it. Um, but I think the, the way we currently see information, um, passed from the retailer or salesperson onto the farm is definitely, uh, have an in-person meeting of handing brochure or sales sheets. Um, and a, there's some done by the mail, but I, I would like to see a lot more on the digital side. Uh, you know, obviously we can access a seed guide online, um, but you, you know, between either pricing or packaging details or, um, you know, timeframes of, of what we would be able to get seed delivery. Um, is, is something we don't see at all um, in a digital format. 
And, and that's something that I think going forward will be advantageous for both grower as well as uh, salesperson that they're able to have this, this kind of meeting spot of, if you want to call it a price sheet or digital price sheet that, that they're able to kind of go through and, and explain, um, you know, what they're looking at buying, be able to maybe expand on details of a certain seed product of, of the traits that they're looking for. Um, even be able to go through and, and kind of filter out what they do or don't want. And, and that's, uh, you know, instead of handing us a seed brochure of a, of a product circled or an X through it, um, you know, maybe we'll kind of get down to a little more uh, refined professional look, um, hopefully even on our phone. That would be, that would be my uh, top of my list. Yeah. So how important is being able to access everything on your phone for, for you? Uh, getting to be just about number one, you know, yeah. it, it's something that, uh, um, you know, even around the farm here, um, it's, it's always with me. Um, and, and there's things that happen or decisions made from tractor cab pickup, you know, uh, when we're working underneath the equipment in the shop. Um, you know, there, a, a large amount of my grain marketing is done, you know, from, from the online side. Um, it's, it's getting better on the phone, but obviously desktop, um, but, uh, weather, you know, um, obviously communications via email currently, but, uh, this, you know, the past couple of years, it's been very cool to be able to buy product online from, from my phone, from, full bulk loads of fertilizer to totes of chemical. And, and that's something that's been nice that, that I just have access to that um, because it's, it's getting to be a lot more common to have the phone versus having be able to pull up a laptop and <laughs> connect a hotspot. Uh, it's, it's even as easy as it is to do today compared to a decade ago. Uh, yeah. Phone's number one. You pop that thing open and, and off you go. Yeah. And how often, you know, will you be in the cab and you realize you need to order a little bit more of a particular product? Or like you said, you check the weather and it's changed so you can actually apply something earlier than you thought and you need it delivered a few days earlier. You know, how, how often does that happen? Um, kind of on, on average for you guys? Oh, you're going to have it, you know, within oh, multiple times in a season that, that uh, plans change. That's been something that I've grown to, to know through farming. Um, that if if something's able to change spur of the moment, you you know, number one, you get on the phone and, and make make a call to I guess an audible uh, to uh, to change things up a bit and maybe switch for either crops um, between planting season or if you're in the spray season, you know, maybe you're in the spray cab. And you say like, hey, we have a certain weed out here wasn't planned for based on what our our, uh, our spray mix was. Let's order that. Let's get that added into our tank mix for the next round. Um, you know, possibly later that afternoon or the next day. Um, so so yeah, it's it's pretty important that we have that ability to switch it up when when we see something of a of a need for a change and and not uh, you know not skip over that step that we may as well try to fix it now versus waiting for it later. 
Yeah. And if you can order that product or, you know, kind of what needs to happen, you can, like you said, just hop on your phone and hop on an app and order it from your retailer and know that you'll get it in, you know, at least 24 hours, depending on where you are. Or like you said, if it's a crop plan change, you can hop on and review that agronomic plan and message your sales agronomist right there and say, Hey, we need to change a hundred acres from corn to beans, which I think happened a decent amount this year. A lot of people changed corn acres to beans kind of closer to season starting and to be able to text right there at an app on that specific plan saying this field is now going to be beans. Please send me like what the, the plan for that. And I can order those products with two clicks. Um, and you still know you're ordering it from your retailer, your sales agronomist, but it made that whole process, what used to maybe take a couple of phone calls or a couple of text messages, voicemails, however long, depending on your schedule, their schedule. Now it maybe took 10, 15 minutes, um, depending on if everyone had cell phone service. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, it kind of circles back a little bit to, um, where I talked about kind of high speed planner conversation of being able to stay ahead of that. Um, you know, this, the past growing seasons, the way things have been, um, going into planting time where some of the acres still had a question mark on it, even when a planter was in the field of, of kind of next to it, of understanding what they, what crop might go there based upon market conditions and obviously planting windows and weather. Um, so it, it's very important to have that, that, that same spot of communication. You know, there's been too many times where. I'm guilty of it too. Someone will call me and voicemail, you know, that, that you don't catch right away. So now you're a day behind on something um, or text, depending on who makes that work. Um, that, that's something that I think is going to be an important part where we're able to, to have enough of a clear spot of knowing what's going on, what's changing and what, what we need to have happen uh, for, for that crop. Yeah, really just kind of streamlining and organizing those communications for both parties. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, uh, too many times if someone can say, hey, I didn't get that tax or, oh, I didn't know what you meant by that. Um, so if you have that uh, you know, professionalism of being able to have it in an app, uh, everyone gets to see it. Everyone can review it. Everyone okays it. Um, kind of like when you go through on online and, they have the different check boxes of, do you understand this? Um, I think that's a, uh, a valuable piece that, that keeps from um, maybe mess ups on certain fields and have that, uh, that ability where we can, everyone understands on the same page, this happened, not that. You know, yeah. and definitely underline not. That's, you can, sometimes mess up pretty quick there. So Lance, any other, you know, we're kind of getting towards our end of our time today. Are there any other pain points or things that you want to share um, here on the podcast today before we ask our classic last question? Oh, I mean the, um, you know, of, of what I see on the, the pain point side here from a grower going forward um, is, is a, Definitely this, this digital interaction, I, I, I think, is something that is going to be very much uh, commonplace going forward, that we're not going to have anything, um, it isn't anything to run away from. You know, it isn't anything to be scared 
be both grower as well as retailer side of it that that it's commonplace from from me on the personal side you know when i go home at night um there's usually a uh, cardboard box on the door that was dropped off from ups that somebody bought but um that that we're able to kind of have this interaction that we don't have to be scared of of a little bit of change you can kind of bring it in that we can still have it on a local level we saw that here this spring with with um different restrictions where a lot of local businesses were uh, you know selling online and kind of that contactless pickup and it was so cool to see small businesses grab on and go for it um, and so I, I think that's going to be a, a nice way going forward if if everyone can be comfortable with it and and understand that hey this is a nice way of doing business and and it's kind of a, a here to stay type thing versus just a flash in the pan because it's you know it is part of my everyday life now that that uh, using something online um, morning noon and night and I think that's going to be a, a, a big part of of egg going forward based on everyone having a, a little different way of uh schedules uh both from the farm side as well as family yeah and i think too just kind of reframing that digital and ag retail is not e-commerce or not these transactional experiences that maybe everyone initially thought it would be you know a few years ago when some of those third parties came in having a digital offering as a retailer is really providing your customer with like you said that that worthwhile information and that easy communication and being able to do business when and where you have the ability to do so and so i think that kind of shifting that mindset of that is now a value add to customers is a really big thing for ag retailers in general to to think about and see what that can look like in their organizations as we go into 2021 hopefully that 2021 is a little bit easier of a year than 2020 has been in terms of just what's happening um but you know it's something to remember is as needs are changing digital doesn't just mean e-commerce and there's a lot of opportunity to provide value to growers there exactly you know it, it's something that you know um you know we think on the online side digital side um you know, a lot of people obviously run towards that. Oh, you can buy online, shop online. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of other things I, I can do online from, you know, obviously my electric bill, you know, and I'm not necessarily shopping there, but my electric company allows me to pay it online. Um, and, and I think that's where um, obviously there's been some focus of, of the, the e-commerce side, but this ability to, um, you know, digitally interact, digitally have records, um, especially searchable records that that is a uh, important step that that offers that um, kind of value between that grower uh, salesperson relationship that that they're allowing that communication to happen in a method that that's most comfortable for the grower um, and that's a, a a pretty cool thing to see coming here over the next few years yeah absolutely all right, Lance, before we wrap it up, the question that I'm interested to get a grower's perspective on this one, since we've asked primarily retailers so far, what is the craziest thing that you've ever asked one of your ag retailers or sales agronomists to do? Oh, man. I, um, I, I guess I'm kind of bland on, on things like that. I haven't 
been way out of line. Probably the most interesting, I don't know if I would say craziest, um, but probably a couple of years ago, um, you know, as I, I was lucky enough to be a, a grower that, that was able to utilize egg then on our, our farm of, of some purchases. Um, but talked to a, a, a retailer that we were working with, doing a lot of business with, that um, I said, hey, it would be great if you had the ability to have an app that I could search for your products, be able to communicate with you, pricing, quoting, doing all this stuff that we do by text and phone calls, and it takes you, you know, two or three days in between, we lose the communication. Um, kind of the the thing like, hey, what if you go online? What if you have this ability for me to have a, a different interaction? And at the time, he, you know, he basically kind of wrote me off as crazy that that I kind of lost my mind. And now coming back here, um, you know, especially this past season, as communication changed, in person was fairly lacking this spring. Um, that that it's kind of come full circle to where it's it, it could fit in for his business, and it could fit in for his growers and clientele that that were kind of asking for this digital interaction. Um, so it, it's yeah, maybe not crazy, you know. I, I guess I didn't give a great story there, but it's um, it's just kind of odd. You go from two years ago to now, how commonplace and and realistic that this ability of of uh, a, a digital touch can go for for something even for for my local retailer. Um, I, I think that's where it's going to be interesting going forward. Seeing seeing who can can uh, make that work for their growers. Um, and, and maybe there'll be another crazy thing I'll say this year and three years down the road, it'll be common, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. It is interesting to see how it comes full circle. You know, we didn't get any stories like we had a few weeks ago of somebody being asked to sober drive one of their growers. Um, so we never <laughs> like that, but well, you know, when we chat with you in six months or so, maybe we'll see if you've had anything wild come, come back. <laughs> Always. Well, so, summer's winding down. I don't know if I have any crazy stories then. <laughs> Always good, though, to hear um, that you're communicating with your retailers and letting them know what they want or what you want as a grower. And I think that's important for growers to do is to let their retailers know, hey, here's what we're looking for from an experience. Um, and it kind of may help give that retailer put a bug in their ear or give them a little push to make a decision um, on something they've been considering for a little while. So yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. You know, if folks want to reach out to you. Do you have any socials or anything that you'd like for um, to give folks so that they can ask you any questions or just connect with you? Oh yeah. I, I mean, um, you know, anyone that, that uh, listened to this and, and, and wasn't the, uh, thinking that I'm a really boring guy if they feel like following me. I'm, I'm on Twitter, at Peterson, and that's S-E-N, a little bit of Danish there, um, <laughs> farms. So at Peterson Farms, um, you know, real uh, real original name that I came up with for Twitter. But uh, that'd be my main one, you know, reach out, follow, throw me a message. Um, if, if there's some things that you're thinking alike on, on anything I talked about here today, um, or anything else farm related. It's always been a, a cool thing on social media, being able to interact with people I never thought I would have been able to. Um, and it gives for some pretty cool conversations um, that, that you're never 
never would have been able to have if, if I wasn't on there. So go yeah. for that if, if that's something that is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll put that in the show notes too for anybody who forgets the Danish spelling of Peterson there. So <laughs> Lance, thank you again so much for joining us on the podcast today. I really appreciated hearing um, your point of view and some of the pain points that growers are facing today and really appreciate your time. Thanks, Anna. I really appreciate you being able to let me come on here and, and, uh, act like a professional audio recorder with a fancy microphone here today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning into Ag Trends. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us with the information in the show notes. See you next time.